0: Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I don't know about you, but I am feeling a significant shift in the spirit. Um, not, not just today, but in this season we're in. And I just want to take a moment before I get into the things that it's in my heart to share today. Um, just to start releasing the spirit of God. If you if you if you want God to touch you, I want you to just put your hands in receive mode. As a matter of fact, if you can and want to, please stand and just put yourself into expectation for the Holy Spirit to touch you right now. And I, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to start releasing the wind of the Spirit. Over everybody in here. So in the name of Jesus, we release the wind of the Spirit, the Ruach, blowing of the vibrant power of God on each person. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I ask you to flow. I ask you to fill everybody fresh in the name of Jesus. Lord, release the anointing and the power from heaven on everybody, every soul, every spirit right now in Jesus' name. Lord, refresh people. I ask you to lift the burdens off of people. I ask you in Jesus' name, Lord God, to release hope and goodness and lightness upon people right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit blow in this place right now. Ruach, wind of God. The blowing of God's vibrant power and presence in Jesus name. Like the wind that God blew into the the clay statue that he later named Adam. The wind that, that made life come into the, Something that was just mud. Lord, release abundant life into each person right now. Thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that the abundance of life includes every part of your nature, Lord. It includes peace. It includes joy. It includes unconditional love. It includes breakthrough power. Everybody say breakthrough power. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Ha ha. Yeah, let's just give God a praise for a moment for his presence with us. Hallelujah. A verbal out loud kind of a praise. Hallelujah. Come on, more than that guys. <laughs> let's give God a praise like we believe that he's with us right now. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you Jesus. We love you so much God. Ha ha. You can be seated, but please don't stop receiving from his presence right now. How many of you guys, in, a, in a, the 2020 year of this world that we're living in, where it's it feels next to impossible to look up a news channel or a news website or scroll through your Facebook to find good news, how many of you guys know that the, the, the Lord wants the church to be a place where you can be assured you're going to get some good news. Amen? How many of you know that even though negative news stirs up the things, that it's almost like it creates some kind of a, a mental, soulish hormone in people to feast and want more because it, it puts me on the edge and it's, like, it's almost like watching an exciting movie, except it's actually what they say is real life in the world around us. I say that's what they say because I think that a lot of it gets beefed up. But how many of you know that God wants to stimulate excitement in people with good news? Amen? Amen. I I actually, I think that this morning we're going to need to spend a little bit of time hearing some good news. And I want to give you guys a couple of testimonies of God's goodness and then I'm going to ask for a few more testimonies to come up so we can hear from one another about God's goodness as well. And I want to, I want to give you guys some good news because Josh just shared with us that we are already one-third of the way to our goal for the Nehemiah Project. That's amazing. Let's give God a praise for that. Thank you, Lord. You are lavish and you're generous and you're our Jehovah Jireh provider. Amen. Isn't that awesome? How many of you guys are thankful that not only does the Bible, God's Word, ask us to be generous and joyful givers, but with it, He promises that He's going to give back to us according to how we give, pressed down, shaken together, and running over? Amen? Like, He's not just asking for us to give, but He's actually saying that it blesses me so much, I want to give back to you even more. And I personally believe, I have a faith for this. That if you guys will set your faith on this, that as you, as you find the ways that God wants you to give, it says in the word that he, he gives seed to the sower. That means He actually going to provide you, he's going to furnish you with what you can give away. So it's almost like God's saying, be generous, but by the way, let me give you what you can be generous with. That's pretty neat. And it, so it says he provides the seed for the sower and the bread for the eater. So he's gonna provide us with what he wants us to share, but he also is gonna provide us with what we need for ourselves. He's so good to us, amen? And, and I'm just so thankful that we're already a third of the way on the Nehemiah Project. That just, that just God deserves a, another celebration on that. Let's give him another thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, and he's, been, he's been so gracious to us. I want you guys to know, like this, what we're doing, it's not, it's not my thing, it's not Jessica's thing, it's not the board of directors thing, it's overflow's thing. This is all of us together, all right? This is our family, and God is showing us how much he cares for us, how much he's vested into this thing, all right? For you, for you, and for those who are not with us yet, those of you who are watching who can't be with us today, it's for you and, and I'm just so thankful that he's doing this. And, I mean, there's been so many generous gifts. And then, like, um, he's also put it in the hearts of other people to donate things to us. So there's a company that donated a bunch of furniture to us. We've told you guys that already. But it's just crazy. And, and today, Jessica and I and the kids are driving to Michigan because tomorrow we're picking up some church chairs. Isn't that wild? Like we're already God's already providing things that we need for a building that we're not even in yet, but that's just how he does it. I love it. And and so we've been looking around and brand new chairs, they're probably averaging around 40 bucks per chair. Used ones, we've been seeing them for maybe 30 bucks or so per chair, depending, sometimes 20. But we're getting 150 chairs for $5 each. it's wild and they're good chairs they're not like they're not like scrappy ones they're good it's awesome praise the lord it's it's amazing to see what he's doing we already have a a large storage unit pretty close to filled with things that have been given to us or sold for really cheap we're getting ready to open another storage unit so we can put all these chairs and other things that we trust that god's going to bring it in so that's awesome and, and just to add to the wonderful news, um, we, we actually are, have a relationship with a church and God moved the pastor's heart this morning. Well, they're 12 hours ahead of us, but this morning they were taking up an offering to sow a financial seed into the Nehemiah Project on the other side of the world. Come on. There's another church that we're, we're starting to get in relationship with the pastors, the, wife, the husband and wife, in Ohio, and they donated $5,000 from their church. Isn't that crazy? Like, I want you guys to feel God's love for you by hearing this news, it's so good. He's a good God. Let's give him another praise for that stuff. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I also want to tell you another cool testimony, it's not related to us, but except for the fact that there's invitation to receive the impartation of the grace on this testimony. And before we go further with testimonies, I want to remind us that the best way that God would have us posture our hearts when we hear testimonies, it's not just to think, well, that was cool for them, or God's good for them. But for us to see the nature of Christ in that testimony and know that, that the spirit of, of what, is it, what does it say? The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, right? And that when there's a prophetic, or sorry, when there's a testimony given, we can recognize that Christ is prophesying. He's releasing the grace of that goodness to, to those of us who will receive it by faith. All right? So, are you guys, are you guys good to hear some good news this morning? And, and let's posture our hearts. Let's receive. All right? This, this next testimony I want to share with you. I don't know the exact details, so you're just gonna kind of catch the spirit of it, all right? I was talking to my buddy from Reading. His name's Ahab, he's, he's an amazing guy. And he was just telling me some testimonies. And he said that, that in this time of the COVID and the economic problems of the world and stuff, he's heard, he said, if you listen to TV or the internet and you're gonna feel like it's hopeless, like things are not going good. But he said, when I talk to people, I hear a different story. I, come on. I hear a different story because I, I'm hearing that God's doing more for people now than they're experiencing before that ever happened. And he told me about a guy, he, he heard this testimony from a guy who owns a company, I think it was in Washington, it's a farming company, and I think they're probably a pretty big operation, and during the COVID time, the shutdown time, He was really concerned because, you know, sales were going to be going down with that. And he had this little side business that was, that they were selling some of their products. They they found a way to like package it and sell it to people on the internet. It might have been Amazon or something. And it was just a little, like a little trickle, extra income that was coming in. I think he said it was like a couple hundred dollars a day or something like that. It was kind of averaging what it was, or maybe it was a couple thousand, either way. It was low compared to the big picture, right? After the, the quarantine started and people are starting to buy different kinds of things because people are worried or whatever, his sales started on that little side trickle flow. It started bumping up and up and up and up until it became like $10,000 a day. And then it kept going up and up and up until it became over 100000 every single day. They they had so much increase of sales that he said that every single day there were multiple truck, semi-trucks every day coming in to load up so they could ship out. The little side trickle business. But the Lord gave him that, that totally overcompensated for the losses in the main thing. And now that has become the main thing. Isn't that crazy? Like and and Ahab is just saying like there's so many of these kind of reports happening right now by people who are trusting that God is who He said He was even when the world says there's no good news going on, and I just want to say we need to know like that's our God. Come on, let's give God praise for how good He is. Thank you, Lord. He, like he is not limited by the confines of the world system to release provisions and, and lavishness on his people and anybody who will believe him that he is who he says he is every day amen i 'm not going to talk real long, but I, I really felt like I needed to take a few minutes and just kind of recap on what I spoke about last Sunday. Um, it was a It was a live stream, so i don 't know if everybody saw it or not, but I just felt like I needed to go into a few Things on there because it's it's important to God, okay? How many of you guys know that one of our very important core values is that His kingdom is still advancing? Amen? It doesn't matter how horrible things are going in the world, His kingdom is still advancing. And I want to say this that there is probably more than ever in history a large scale demonic attack, uh, assault. On the body of Christ, worldwide, and and I mean it has escalated like we've probably never seen before, and uh, but we're not coming under that, right? Because we know who's victorious. Greater is He who's in you than He who's in the world, right? Amen. Um, but I, I just want to say this: that I don't know if you guys have have felt this or sensed it or noticed it or not. Uh, but, but in this season, I would say, ever since the, the COVID has happened, the quarantine, there is the separation of, you know, we're doing social distancing. And, and for a long time, we were closed in our homes. And, and you know, it is really impacting one of the most important core values of the kingdom of God, which is family and connection, the, the joints and the parts of the body being connected and fellowship. That it really made that a lot more challenging for people. And, uh, and I, I believe that part of the enemy strategy in that is getting people. How many of you guys know that isolation is one of the greatest a, a weapons of the enemy, if you can get people isolated and disconnected from the strength of the body of Christ around them, we're, we're kind of, we get to where we're going it alone and you kind of, it, it's real easy to kind of lose the the habit and just the, the, the lifestyle that we were once in. You kind of get out of the flow of that and it's easy just to kind of lose the rhythm of that. And so I, I just, I don't know if you guys have, have noticed this, but I've noticed that there's been a real and I 'm not talking about you guys, I'm just saying more in a general form, a spirit of heaviness has come upon the Christians like, and I know it 's in the world as well, but it 's almost like the same thing is blanketed ap- across society and, and we 've seen it in, you know in, in Christianity. It, it almost seems like a like this spiritual wet bl- blanket that's just kind of has come upon people. It's almost has created like a fogginess, a, maybe even there's been more confusion and and all these things. It's been, it's a kind of an, a subconscious oppressive sense. Um, there, there's been more hopelessness in this season than we've ever seen. And and how many of you guys say that you, you could say you, you've recognized that either around you or even traces of it in your life? I'm going to be honest, I felt it, try to, to do works on me too. And the enemy tries to subconsciously, you know, renew our minds in the wrong direction and get us slowly. It's almost like when you boil the frog, it's like a slow transition that you don't recognize. All right. There's been like a lethargy. There's been a um, just cloudiness, desensitization, desensitization, um, and also, you know, some of the results on that is that it gets easier to get offended with people. And how many of you guys know that, that there's no offense welcome in the kingdom of God? So a lot of the fruits of the things we're seeing are are the enemy trying to sow discord, sow separation, sow uh, weariness, and all these things. But we're not part of the kingdom that, that's getting influenced by that. Amen? Amen? And... Um, I want to go after some of that stuff right now. I, I don't know, you know where everybody's at in your own personal lives, but I just want to rebuke the, the lie and the attack, the assault. There's, I mean, there's even like escalated witchcraft attacks pointed at the church in America and probably other places, but, but the devil doesn't win. And the only way the enemy can gain ground is if the church comes under the, the deceit of that. If we, if we allow that stuff to, to we, we, we let it start infiltrating our, our mindsets and stuff, and we, we let down our guard, and we, we don't stay vigilant, we don't stay anchored in the love of Christ and keep moving forward and nurturing ourselves in the truths of Christ and in the, in the Word, then we start losing touch with our superior reality, and we start thinking that what's going on in the world around us is actually reality, when really... There might be facts involved with it, but it is not truth. Amen? Truth is superior to facts, it's superior to information, all right? I want to go after some things, and I just, first of all, I just, I rebuke any assault that's been on any of our people or anybody that, that we love. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that right now. I command every heaviness, the spirit of heaviness to come off of people in the name of Jesus. To lift off the burdens, to lift off the cloak in Jesus' name. The blinders and the deceit and the the lethargy in Jesus' name. I I rebuke it and I break it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And I, I even pray that if anybody has been um, desensitized or, or influenced by that, not by obviously on purpose, Lord, that, you, that you'll just you'll just lift it and lift them up right now in Jesus' name. I just declare clarity over people in Jesus' name. Clear mind, sobriety of mind in Jesus' name. I, I just declare an ease to, to be engaged with the mind of Christ, to see things from the eagle-eye, third heaven perspective in the name of Jesus. I rebuke hopelessness right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, and I I just declare any place in our nation where the body of Christ has been subdued by hopelessness or weariness in Jesus' name for that to be broken right now, Holy Spirit, I ask you to release hope into hearts like they've never had it before in Jesus name amen I'm just going to take a, a few minutes and talk through a few of the verses that I preached on last week because I, I just really feel like we need to go into this just a little more um, His kingdom is advancing come on I'm going to say it again and I want you to I want you to respond with the heart of faith and and celebration with this truth okay? His kingdom is advancing. Come on. Hallelujah. John 18, 36 through 37, he was, he was being tried. Uh, he, was, he was before Pilate. And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Hallelujah. His kingdom is not of this junk stuff that's going on that's lying to us. All right. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. How many of you know that our our war is not not carnal, it's not with flesh and blood, amen? But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I'm a king. Everybody say, Jesus is the king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into this world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. I want you to hear the voice of Christ right now, that he is the king. Everybody say, for the king and the kingdom. This is the the stance of life that we need to live from, that that says, I'm not going to let anything around me dictate How I'm living my life. I'm gonna live for the king and the kingdom. Let's say that again. For the king and the kingdom. Let's do it like we mean it, guys. Let's do it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one, two, three, and let's do it together. I want you to say it to Jesus and let him hear it like you mean it. You ready? One, two, three. For the king and the kingdom. Come on. We're living for that kingdom. We need to remember always which kingdom we're living in and we're living for. All right? It's not America. We, we hear this phrase that says we're we're in the world but not of the world. And that's a that's a real thing. Doesn't mean we're not praying for America. Doesn't mean we're not loving it and want to see it come through hard times. We do. But it's not going to come by by Fighting man with man's tools—it's going to come by bringing the kingdom and living in it and releasing it and demonstrating it. Now, please vote too. I just throw that one in there. That's all I'm saying on that. All right, moving on to what I'm actually here talking about. Romans twelve two: Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right do not be conformed to this world. That's important for us to think about right now. You know, in the, in the past, we've thought about it like, I don't want to be a worldly person, and, that, and we don't. But like, right now, when, when there's so much pressure to, to try to culturize our minds in, in really worldly ways of thinking, we need to remember that we're not being conformed to this world. Okay? When we come under the pressure and fear of the world, we're conforming to it. When we compromise our faith and faithfulness to God, we're conforming to it. When we are seeking his kingdom and righteousness second, not first, we're conforming to the world. When we love the Lord our God with part of our heart, part of our strength, part of our mind, we're conforming to the world. When we let the news and social media influence our mindsets rather than the word of God, we're conforming to the world. When we become complacent to our Christian values and forget why those are our values, we're conforming to the world. You guys hear me? But that's not the spirit that we are of. Amen. We we are of a we're a people who we're not going to give in to that. We we we're, we're a people who who have decided we're not going to be we're not going to be secondhand Christians. We're not going to be casual Christians. We're not going to go with the flow except for the flow of the Holy Ghost. All right, not the flow of the world. And, and we we're a people who have determined we're not going to be conformed this world to this world but we're going to be transformed I declare over us we're a people who are being transformed by the renewing of our mind and I want to remind us Josh hit on this a while ago that that there's three realms there's the earth realm which we can call the first heaven and this is the natural realm then there's the, the second heaven realm. That's where the prince, the power of the air is. That's where the principalities and dominions are set up. And it's an invisible realm. But, but there's, that's also where angels are going to probably be doing some warfare against the demons. And, and so that happens in that realm. But there's the superior and highest truth realm. It's the realm of the third heaven. It's the realm that Josh said that when Jesus died on the cross... The, the, the veil was ripped in half, and Jesus gave us full access to go before God's throne with boldness. No shame through the blood of Christ. That we can not only behold our Father face to face and have full rights and privilege to that. The invitation that it says in Ephesians 2.6 that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And it says in, that, in, in the end of Ephesians 1, in that first part of Ephesians 2, it talks about how we're in Christ, and Jesus, after he raised from the dead, was lifted above every principality and power and dominion and was seated at the right hand of his Father in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. If we're seated, if we're in Christ and we're seated in the heavenly places in Christ, that means that in the Spirit that we do not have to have second heaven interference in our lives (laughs) come on that we can live in that heaven reality while we walk physically on this earth and not have to pass through that second heaven realm jesus has already created the way to access that realm he's given us we're like living walking portals of heaven on this earth hallelujah that's you I could throw the mic down right now and be done and hope that you'll take what I just said. That was good news because... because... (laughs) Like, these are the things that the devil wants to desensitize our awareness of, okay? If, if If we become desensitized to the reality that we're already seated in heavenly places, even though we're physically walking on this earth, then we lose touch with something that's already our reality to God and we become, we become like our, our minds become renewed by worldly thinking that makes us feel like we're separated from that reality and that we're, that we're far from it and we're going to have to do something to try to work our way back to it when really the only thing we have to do to work our way back to it is to remember that that's already where we are. Are you guys alright? We're pressing into God's Word, guys. His Word is the, is the truth. That's the good news. That's the place that we need to be feeding ourselves from. We need to remember that no matter what's going on out there, that does not determine our reality. The Word does. The Word determines our reality. And we can anchor ourselves in Christ, in his truth, in his love, and not be swayed by the world. And, and, you know, Jesus was really teaching us that we set up our home on the rock. And that when hard times come, it won't be shaken. If, if we're going to be the kind of people that we just need to throw it all up and hope everything's just perfect, but we don't take our time to anchor down then it gets crushed when the wind comes. All right? But that's not who we are. We're going deep. We're going strong. We're not going to let anything that tries to come against us tell us that we're less than who Christ said that we are. And he didn't just say that you're his son or his daughter. He said, you're a world changer. Come on. God's not just looking to have a people... Who are enjoying escaping this world's reality by staying in that realm and being unaware of what's going on? He actually wants us to be just like Jesus was, who came here. He said, This is the reason I came to establish a kingdom. And this is the reason why he hasn't raptured us yet, because he's not just wanting a people who are abiding in a heavenly realm and being separated from this mess. He wants us to be a people who are believing the truth that we have the kingdom in our midst and we have the kingdom living in us and that there's people in this world who are more hopeless now than they've ever been and they need to see the shining light that you are. And Jesus said that you're a city set on a hill. He said nobody lights a lamp and hides it under a bushel. If we submit to the fear of man that's rampant right now, we're hiding a a light under a bushel. I hate to tell you that when you light a candle and you cover it, what happens to that light? It eventually goes out. And why would that happen to us? Because we would choose fear of man over the fear of God and that we would allow that fear to subdue us and snuff out the fire that God's put in us but that's not you and me amen that's not us because we are a people who are standing boldly in Christ city on a hill come on what's that oh we are overcomers yes we are hallelujah I have good news for you guys. His kingdom is advancing. Yeah. The kingdom did not come to a screeching halt when 2020 hit. The, God, God didn't, he, he hasn't been the one who's, who came to bring the gospel of the good news and, and, he, and he's bringing his kingdom, but then 2020 and COVID and economy hit and he's like, whoa, I think I might have just lost my hope and what I could do in this world. That didn't happen with him. He, he hasn't changed his mind. What he's been doing and the mission that's been in his heart, the promises he's given you and me and us, he's not changed his mind. We're, there are some people who are, who are claiming that, that we're probably either we have or we're about to enter into the, the end time tribulation. And let me just tell you, ha ha, that's not, that's not a good perspective because what that does to people is it makes us think, well, why should I even pursue my promises if, they're not, if it's never going to happen because things are just getting worse? Ha ha. Let's laugh at that belief because that's, that's not God. His kingdom is advancing. And, and in Isaiah 53.1, which is the chapter that prophesied Jesus going to the cross, And taking the sins of humanity, and the sicknesses, and the disease, and the depression, and the shame of humanity on the cross to crucify it so he could annihilate it in your life, in my life, and set us free and give us the the resurrected kingdom, child of God kind of a lifestyle. That's that chapter, and it starts off, and it says, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? God's got a big bicep. We need to decide what report we're going to believe. There's an old praise song we used to sing at church that says, whose report will you believe? And then the chant responds, it says, we will believe the report of the Lord. Do you guys believe the report of the Lord? Come on, we we cannot let the news tell us what our outcomes are. we got to let the cross and the resurrection tell us what our outcomes are. We need to remember where we're getting our news from and it's the word of God. It's the gospel. Amen? I'm almost done. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a king or a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. He's going to carry this thing on his strength. Guess what? That means you don't have to bear the weight of all of it. Jesus is big enough to do that. And his name will be, i declare these over you guys right now, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. He will never cease loving you like a good father would. Prince of Peace. Let's pause on that one. Prince of Peace. A prince is a ruler. A prince is is the person who's in charge. The person who establishes the rule of the kingdom. And is the prince of peace. It's a kingdom of peace that He wants to release into every heart. Every heart. Come on. Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. That is the good news. That says that his kingdom, his government and his peace that comes with it is never going to stop moving forward, advancing, taking ground, expanding. It'll never return. It'll never shrink back. It will only it won't even pause. It's going to always perpetually increase and advance and gain ground and release the government of heaven everywhere it goes. That is amazing. His kingdom is advancing, even in 2020. I love it. I love it. It doesn't matter what happens in the elections at the end of the year, or however many months later it might take with the mail-in ballots. Let's pray on that. It doesn't, like, whatever happens as a result, like, it's important, but it does not stop God's kingdom from advancing. Hallelujah. Amen? It doesn't matter, I'm not saying these things don't matter, I guess I should change the way I'm wording that, they do matter. It doesn't make a difference to the advancement of the kingdom of God, whatever happens in this earth, even if it gets worse and worse. Because we get to gain ground, and I love what George said, that, that where sin abounds, the grace abounds more. That was a good word. That, that actually answered a question I've been asking the Lord, where, where are places in the word? To speak to this, where where you're showing up bigger, where bad things are happening, that's a powerful one. His grace is is abounding. That means his kingdom is expanding. Amen. This is good news. Jesus said in a parable, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, the heaven leaven, <laughs> which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened, and leaven. It's like it's yeast and and you put it in the the contents of the dough. And when you put it in there and you let it work in there, leaven expands and it multiplies and and it imparts itself into the DNA that's surrounding it. And it changes the DNA. It's crazy. It grows. It, It cannot shrink back. Leaven does not reverse itself. It doesn't divide itself. It multiplies itself. It only goes out and it expands to every place that will receive it around it. Isn't that awesome? And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which means it's going to only continue to increase. And I want to challenge our hearts today to to recognize any place, and we can ask the Holy Spirit this, is there any place that I've allowed myself to become desensitized to your good news, truth, is there any place that I've come under fear or hopelessness, any place in my life? We need to ask the Lord that question. Is there any place that I've been influenced in my thoughts, in my beliefs, by things that are other than the truth of the kingdom of God? And I'm going to give you a moment right now. I want you to ask him that question. And I, I, just, I just believe, I believe that there's minds that maybe have been crowded with confusion or stress or something that you're just, that's lifting off and there's peace of mind coming to people.